The VC Show is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, but you must be 21 or older. The VC Show, let's go. What's up, what's up? Welcome to the VC Show presented by Caesar Sportsbook on Omaha Audio. I'm Vince Carter, and you know who that is over there. Yes, Roz, Golden Wood. What's up, Roz? We're back at it. How you doing? Playoffs are here. Regular season is over. I know you've been busy, but like now we really get busy, right? We got to talk about it. I think the um, most interesting developments came out of the Minnesota with the Timberwolves. Uh, Rudy Gobert, sure. Kyle Anderson, you know, things get heated in the huddle. Words are exchanged. Um, you know, the, the newsbreakers were able to get the nitty gritty. I mean, they had the word details, what happened in the locker room. I was like, dang. So is people just giving up all the tea on teams, huh? Man, they, like it's, they giving up all the tea. I was like, how'd y'all like, know what was said? You know, you know, you know, exactly. I'm like, how you, how do you get like verbatim? Like, oh man, we, we heard the video. We heard the sound. Like what? Wait, what? Wait, like, who said giving, what in the locker room? I'm like, yo. They're giving it up for a couple of dollars now. The T is being given up to the exact detail. They had exact words, language. I'm like, yo, nothing is sacred. They said what in that in the locker room at halftime? But basically, if you didn't know, Kyle Anderson, uh, Rudy Gobert, their, you know, words exchanged. How about you get a rebound? How about you get a block? Sh- sh- you know, shut up and some, ex- you know, uh, cuss words and keep calling people by their names. Rudy gives a swing. It's actually Tori and Prince who in my covering of the Timberwolves is one of the veteran uh, respected voices on that team. And he stood up and kind of, his reaction was interesting too. He kind of pushed Rudy, you know, he didn't like the other way. Yeah. He didn't just say, Hey guys, stop. He kind of like gave Rudy a push back. So there's a lot to be interpreted on the moment. Rudy ends up suspended for a game that keeps him out of the play in game in LA against the Los Angeles Lakers. The biggest game of the year for them. (laughs) They gave the whole kitchen and the sink and and the bathroom and everything to bring Rudy Gobert in. It has not been his best statistical season. Um, That may not reflect the effort and intention that I'm sure he has. And, you know, he did not make the trip to travel to L.A. um, to play against the Lakers. So what do you make of this situation? I guess we'll start from top. Um, how do we reflect on what happened in the huddle? How how is that going I mean, for players? Heated discussions happen that happen all the time, and some get to where you're nose to nose. Sometimes you get pushing and shoving stuff thrown at each other. It happens. I mean, we don't. I mean, you can't watch all the games so you don't see it, but it happens often. I've been a part of a few of those that it ha- that has happened at halftime. Um, I've been in a few back and forth. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a thing. And it, at least it shows that you care, you know, and we see it in the W and in, in, with the Phoenix Mercury, we, you know, we saw a, a Tarazi and, and um, yes, exactly. Go, Sally going after it. So it's just, you know, you love the competitive uses because it's, it's, you want to win and you, that's what you're all about. I mean, you, you got you have to just be able to rein it in, say your piece. You have to, if you're going to say it, you got to be able to take it and then deal with it in the, in the locker room, deal with it at halftime, so on and so forth. And, you know, Rudy Gobert came out saying, you know, he let the best, you know, let it get to him, the best of him. And, 
you know, he should have handled it differently. And, you know, here you are, like you said, they gave the house condo and the dog <laughs> for, for, for my man. And he's not available, which they brought him in for is the playoffs and to be their rim protector. And now here they are in this situation. So, uh, yeah, man, it's just, I, you know, for them, I hope they're able to just figure it out, lock in and play their best basketball. I, I mean, he's a huge, that's a huge loss. Both of them, both of the yeah. him and the young and the young man. Like, uh, what's, the, what's the guy who broke his wrist? Jaden um, uh, McDaniel's. McDaniel's, yeah. Like those are two huge lo- losses because that you need those guys. You're not looking for them offensively. Yes, you want to get something, but defensively is where that's where they're the superstars. Yeah. So that's losing two superstars on that end of the floor, and it's going to hurt them a, little, a lot. Of people. Yeah, I agree with you, and and I think one Rudy came out pretty immediately the next day and came out with an apology, a Twitter apology, so apologize pu- publicly, um, and. I think it did reveal something about the pressures this team is under, you know, in the sense that on to play devil's advocate, there's a lot of eyeballs on this um, unorthodox trade to put both Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert on the same team, give up a lot for it. The numbers and production weren't necessarily matching the expectation of Rudy, but also you've got to give some understanding that it takes time for these things to mesh for a large majority of the season. um, Carl Anthony Towns wasn't there. There There've been injuries, players in and out. It's hard to find that rhythm with availability issues. And it seemed that even though um, the Timberwolves were struggling with turnovers, they were struggling with, you know, stickiness at the beginning of the season on offense and just figuring out their identity. There were bright spots in Anthony Edwards is having a career season. He's an and that in the midst of it all here they are still you know in a playoff hunt it seemed kind of it seemed kind of ugly at some point this season but here they are right back in it and when you needed every bit of momentum and the team was finally starting to look like a whole version of itself with available players and uh, you got Conley in there who was bringing added support for and comfort for Rudy Gobert this is a distraction that's not needed and also hints at a pressure um, that maybe the team and Rudy is starting to feel. Um, and it's just, it's a tough spot to be in. The timing couldn't, couldn't have been worse. And, you know, I, I do think that Rudy people get, you know, lean in on Rudy hard ever since the COVID situation and the things with the microphones. And then now this, and he's been put in some positions that isn't necessarily all his fault. He was the one put in this, this position, but I do think when when Rudy slips up, people don't miss it. You know, they don't miss it. That's a fact. That's a fact. And, and to your point, Vince, they hurt defensively. Jaden McDaniels was developing as as one of the top like on ball options. You know, someone who could really be active on ball. Rudy off, obviously is a, is a rim protector. Um, so, Ross, talk are, about are this real fast, for, real quick. It, and those two guys take the pressure off their superstars on the offensive end. Now you don't ex, you don't have to expect. Carl Anthony Towns to go have to guard uh, 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 Anthony Davis and he can go guard someone else because you know you need him offensively as much as possible. Same thing with Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is a very solid defender, but now you need him to put up points in the playoffs. And now McDaniels takes that pressure off him where he can go and guard someone else and then do his thing offensively. So, uh, yeah. They... I was actually surprised, you know, too, because you – Think about the impact Kyle Anderson makes for the Timberwolves. Uh, Coach Finch actually called him one of his smartest 
players, yeah. like one of his He's most important around. players. Yeah. Like he makes good basketball plays happen. He's a calming president presence. So I was actually shocked that he was in the heart of something in the in the heat of battle or heat of argument. That's, if you but that's what it is. It's the heat of battle, and it happens. Like it it's, it it happens. Like I, you know, I mean, I think back like T Mac and I getting you know having arguments like that on the court, you know, about the game. I can think of Antoine and I in college having, I mean, I mean, just. What were you, they you, like? It, it was, I mean, it was just about basketball play. And you have, you have your point. He has his point. You kind of get it out and you kind of move on. And, you know, you take it with stride. You take it as constructive criticism. And, you know, just like you're allowed to, to say your piece, they're allowed to say their piece. Sometimes, yeah, guys go take it too far or whatever. And that's when emotions jump into it. So, yeah, I mean, we could blame Rudy for doing too much. We could say Kyle Anderson did too much with how he, he went about it, being one of their veterans and their, you know, their, their leaders. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure they all wish they could take it back because of where they are right now in this situation. But, like, these things happen, happen, they, they happen all the time. Uh, it's just unfortunate that it happened to this team. And when, when you say bad timing. <laughs> Your very first bet with Caesars Sportsbook. It's on Caesars. Just sign up with promo code OmahaFull, O-M-A-H-A-F-U-L-L. Then place your first bet. If you win, great. You keep your winnings. But if your first bet loses, you'll receive your state back as a bonus bet. 21 plus only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 plus wagers only must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit $1,250. Must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas. Affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe Boussier City in Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be assessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. Offer not available in Massachusetts, Maryland, and Ohio. Kick your feet up, you can find us on all platforms. And that forms to be the hottest on them platforms. Your family now got you listen to what we talking about. The VC show. Let's go. It's time to turn it out. The VC show. Let's go. Let's go. The VC. How can 
concerned are you? Like, do you see that being a, a, a big deal for them as they go up against the Lakers? Should the Lakers have a problem with the Timberwolves without both Rudy Gobert and Jaden McDaniels? They have they have what it takes to, to score with the best of them offensively. I mean, you're not losing some uh, uh, the threat offensively. It's defensively. So they could probably keep up. I don't think they will win this game. The If there's Ooh. a... Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota will win. But if there's a fortunate thing for the Minnesota Timberwolves, they they have put themselves in a position where if you're not going to be in the top six, the next best best thing is to be seventh or eighth because you'd have one. You just need one win, but you get two tries. You get <laughs> yeah. two tries. So they're at least you know at least now after this is over with, you put it behind you whether they win or lose, and you got you get at least. Go bear back. I, I still think McDaniel is going to be a huge loss if they're able to get themselves in in the playoffs because you're going to need him. He's gone for the season. Period. Rudy yeah. Gobert, you will get back. So yeah. uh, I, I think that's where things get dicey for them, particularly in the West with the 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 uh, guards and forwards that they're going to have to see if they get in is going to be tough. So you know they can they can they can, they've put themselves in a position where you know. Yes, this is unfortunate game, you know, for against this Lakers team. If they don't win, they still have another opportunity to get in. Yeah, do you think that there's an advantage, Vince, too, um, for Lakers players who all of those new guys like have ties to the Minnesota Timberwolves? They played for them. Like, is that something mm-hmm. that might be added motivation for those guys now in the Lakers? Uh, uh, especially for D'Lo, you know, more than anybody, uh, you know, he was e- extremely animated when they played played him uh, just just a time back ago. Because I mean, that's your former team. You want to play well, you want to beat your old team. Well, this is another opportunity not only to get yourself in the playoff, but to 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 start to put your old team out of the playoffs. It's nothing like it, and this is a great opportunity and situation for him in particular. Um, and and you know. You're the Lakers. You you don't want to be on the outside looking in. The NBA, the world, regardless of how you feel about the Lakers or LeBron or Anthony Davis, like, you know, you're going to either, as you know, in the media, we're either going to talk about the Lakers or people want to see them just because to see what happens to their team. So, you know, the Lakers is always a good thing. Okay. So, and any team that has LeBron James and Anthony Davis, like, Must is that, a, not is that get enough? Because yeah. this is the moment we've been talking about all season. Like, mm-hmm. all season when it comes to the Lakers, you know, you regardless of who's, who's been in and out, you know, even with players like Jared Vanderbilt, who people are high on the energy and intensity that he brings, the activity, the fact that he makes things happen. Anytime he's on the court, it's just like instant – uh, energy, or if it's Malik Beasley who can come in and get on a heater, timely or, threes, yeah, absolutely. All these different players um, that are exciting shifts and additions over the season. the The main talking point we always came back to: Lakers have a chance in the playoffs if they have a healthy Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So now we are heading to the play in. They're available. What does that and they're mean? They're healthy. And they're healthy. What does that mean for the Lakers and their run and opportunity to have a run in the playoffs? It means that anything is possible. And it means that you have a LeBron James, let's say, you know, first, we understand what LeBron James means to in the playoffs. You you understand what what he can do. You know that he can get you a win at 38, at 28, at 18. It doesn't matter. So they just needed to give themselves an opportunity, and they did that. They gave themselves an opportunity with 
playing great basketball at the right time. Like I said before, coming out of the All-Star break, this is when you want to play your best basketball and start peaking towards the playoffs. And that's what they're doing. They got the new guys in. Oh, can they can they develop and build at the right time? Well, they did that. And I think with LeBron being out, it gave those new guys an even better chance to understand the offense, understand what's expected of them. Then you implement LeBron and, you, you know, things shift a little bit, change, but it's easier now because they understand it and they're playing great basketball. So then there's Anthony Davis, who I think is their go-to guy is, is one of is their best player is the guy that should put this team on his back. And that should be his mentality. If he adopts that mentality, like he's been playing, they have a chance. They have a chance. And I, I say it before and I say it again, matchups matter. So if you don't get in the playoffs, they put themselves in those positions in a position where, they can do great things in the playoffs. Now, just imagine you worked all year to be the number one, number two, number three team in, in the West. And now you play against a team that has these guys that are, you know, yeah, all-time all-stars, all-time first teams every year. And they've gotten healthy and they're not playing like, you know, this is not your typical seventh AC that you're about to see. So uh, it's, it's a great opportunity for him. And uh, yeah, without Memphis. Totally feel you. You're almost like the advantage of being a top seed is kind of weird in a season where, you know, you got, you got lower seeds that are getting better as the playoffs approach that are adding players that have been sneaky. Maybe it was an injury or consistency issue all season. And then they, they, they literally don't even know who they're playing. I mean, of course, it's a scouting, you know, team for each team and they're working on it, but there's something nice about, Hey, last week, you know, the end of regular season play, you know, I'm going to play this team and we can lock into that versus I got to watch playing games and kind of mentally adjust around that. And, and real quick, before we move on to the next matchup, like, Let's take the mindset of a top seed, Vince. What's that like to is, – is it such a big disadvantage for these top seeds to, to not have the closure around who their opponent is yet? Well, I mean, it, it kind of – it is what it is at this point because, like, since the play-in tournament has happened, you, you work hard to be the number one seed. And at that point, you feel like you're the best team in the East and or the West Western Conference. So you're like, well, whoever, whoever you know, whoever gets this, gets this seed, you know, Good luck beating us type thing. You know, it has to be a confidence thing. Yes, the uncertainty of who you're going to play, yes. But the wonderful thing about this, it's like it's not like you're playing an Eastern Conference team if you're a Western Conference. Like, like you're, you're the Denver Nuggets. You're not getting ready to see the, who's the winner of the Hawks, Miami Heat. Okay, I get what you're saying. You're seeing the winner of well, Timberwolves, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. So now you, you have an idea who they are because you played them four times already you know so this is you're already familiar with your opponent it's just now tweaks for them offensively how are we going to guard you know these guys and how how do we think they're going to guard us and they kind of get an easy advantage because some of these teams are going into uh you know like denver they're going into healthy not having to play a game you're catching a team that's having to play an extra game some of them two games uh you get a you get one more chance to scout a team of how they're playing right now. You know, because they think like Phoenix, Phoenix set their stars down. You know what they're going to do. I get it. But now you're seeing, you know, the rotation so you can prepare for the Lakers exact rotation. You can prepare for whoever number eight is exact rotation. So those are the kind of the advantages. 
if you can flip it, you can say, yeah, people say, oh, yeah, but they had a game and they've been playing. So, yeah, it can go both ways when your team has been sitting a little bit longer. But you earn that right to be number one, you can deal with it because you have home home court advantage, which everyone wants. Okay. Okay. Cool. These are all like dynamics of the new playing system here. But let's let's move from the west. I like it though. To the east. Let's. I like let's... that though. Real quick, Ross. How do you feel yeah. about the play-in? I was a little iffy when it got here, but I like it because of what it does near the end of the season. Now, you know, because I can recall being in a team that solidified a spot. We, you know, and still when you solidify a spot, you sit. But now you you see teams who are in the eleventh, twelfth spot, who's like two or three games out you're seeing some great basketball because everybody's tr- trying to get in for the most part. You know, there's some teams who said, no, we're not getting in, if you know what I'm saying. But <laughs> we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think it's – I think I like it. Like, I like um, the added urgency to the end of the yeah. season. Um, and I like the opportunity for more parity, for a shakeup, for, um, you know, more – games that mean something when and more teams that feel like they have a chance still yeah like it's, it's like yeah we're two games out we just got with five games left two games out no yeah. we're gonna still finish this season like strong like and it's just great basketball absolutely 100 percent. and so let's take it to the east where i know at least one team feels like hey if you're looking at records you might get burnt because you cannot sleep on us. We're better than our record. And that team would be the Miami Heat. Miami Heat. Uh, recently had them at the end of the season and was speaking with Coach Spo, and he was like, we are a dangerous team. And they're going to go up against the Hawks, who you cover, Vince. And I'm curious what you make of the Miami Heat and, and Atlanta Hawks matchup. Who you got? I do, I do think – this is going to be a very good matchup, but it's a, it's a scary matchup to me for the Hawks because of everything you just said and because of Jimmy Butler being Jimmy Butler. You can see the Jimmy Butler in the beginning of the season. You see the Jimmy Butler near the All-Star break because he plays well enough to where you think he should deserve to be an All-Star. Then you see Jimmy Butler ramping up into Jimmy playoff Butler and then you see Jimmy Butler in playoff mode. So the last month of the season, Jimmy Butler is starting to kind of get in that playoff mode and kind of uh, inserting himself offensively. And some of those hesitant, not I don't want to say hesitancies, but just some of the the plays where you see him just looking to just facilitate, facilitate. Now it's like, ah, yeah, fake ball, fake. I'm getting fouls, finishes, and all of that stuff. Like you think of when they played Philly, like he was ultra aggressive. He was guarding Joel Embiid. Like he was in playoff mode. Who the best player? Who's the hot player? Who, who, who has it going right now? I got him. Oh, and I'm going at somebody on the other end. That's what, you know, can the Hawks, account for that. I think uh, the matchup will probably be De- um, DeAndre Hunter uh, early, and of course um, uh, DeJounte Murray will see him, but man, he's going to be a handful and he's going to guard the best player. He's going to go out there and guard Trey. He's going to make things tough for Trey. So, can they make shots uh, defensively because of, like like you said, they're scary, but they have a lot of weapons on the offensive end. Like, I mean, so uh, can they guard uh, is going to be the question. And, and, and if this thing it's one game to win. So yeah. they're going to look for the matchups uh, and, and wherever they feel like they can succeed. They're going to put Trey in a lot of a lot of pick and rolls. Uh, I feel like they're going to get switches where they kind of try to post Trey up to make double teams happen to get to their shooters. Just imagine you you have to double uh, Jimmy Butler on, on a post, swing, swing, and, and, 
and Tyler Hero's wide open on the backside, you know, or even Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry, who's now healthy, you know, so they're going to be tough. And we yeah. can't we didn't even talk about Bam Adebayo. Right. Who's, well, a, well, who's a different maker. Well, Vince, since you are very familiar with the Hawks, um, and this is a team that, you know, look, they just, <laughs> they pretty recently just had a whole system shift with a new head coach brought in in Quinn Snyder. Like, you wonder, is that even enough time for a new coach to get his chemistry and, and meshing and system in place and play calling? That's a lot going on. Not to mention a season of ambiguity, uh, trade rumors, uh, a lot of injuries. <laughs> injuries, headlines that was hurtful to the team and players that about, you know, drama coming out of the organization. So as somebody who, you know, covers the team, what would be your, your top keys for the Hawks to have a, a nice play in and perhaps playoff run? Well, I'll say this. The, the question, I think, once Coach Quinn Snyder came in is, you said it, can they come together buy in to his voice and his philosophies immediately? And will they hold on to a play-in spot? And they did that. They did that. And and you can see that they're buying into his style and who he is. And that was kind of the question. And I think that's where all the eyeballs were kind of, you know, trending to how did he and meaning Coach Snyder and Trey Young got along and would that work, especially particularly with, you know, what we're hearing about, uh, you know, the coach before that. So, uh, coach McMillan. So I, I just, I was very curious and I was like, Oh, I'm impressed. And that's, that says a lot about Trey because yeah. it's a lot of heat and it's easy to kind of, you know, just say, you know, I'm doing what I do. And he made it about the team in my opinion. And the, yeah. cause the team was still able to hold on. Now the, 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 the thing for them now is Trey's has to find find um, the success from a couple of years ago. And to me, the success was being a facilitator early, getting guys involved and being the superstar you need to be late. Now, if guys aren't going early in the game, that's when you kind of say, okay, cool. You got, I, I'll give you some time. Let me get going. Let me get going. But the, the Hawks to me have the most success when multiple guys are scoring, where it makes it hard to kind of shift your defense to Trey. When when you allow Dejounte to get going, when you have some of your shooters, uh, you know, when DeAndre Hunter's playing, when John Collins is getting the lob, or Clint Capella, or Okongwu, some of those guys, that's when they're tough to guard. When you can't just focus on one guy, because now playoffs, Miami Heat of all teams, their defense is going to be predicated on okay, who are we going to make beat us? And right. Trey has to understand those things. And if he doesn't buy into getting other guys involved, they're going to have a rough night. Right. Okay. I appreciate that. That is your Hawks breakdown brought to you by this party. That was incredible. And I think just to tap in on the heat before we move on to the next game, um, I'll pick, piggyback an earlier comment you made about Jimmy Butler. Um, couldn't agree more. And what you said about seeing him up himself throughout the season is what coaching staff members and other teammates say they have seen towards the end of the regular season. Like I, the, what I was being told from coaching staff is that Jimmy just is hitting another like level and it, it can be shown in practice the way he's talking to guys, his aggressiveness and attacking the rim. And mind you, like Jimmy's not a volume shooter. He'll be the first to say, I do, I get it where I fit in. I've never been volume. So it's hard sometimes to like, 
identify Jimmy in the midst of 30-point scores, multiple shots a game type guys who certainly will get the flash of that. And you might miss how important Jimmy is to like all the good things happening for the Heat, whether it's probing the paint and getting an assist or getting his own buckets and they're always timely. Like, he's great. And another reason why I agree with Coach Spo that they are very dangerous is there's a whole bunch of, like, there, there were the teams at the top this season who were like consistently good. They were the teams at the bottom who were pretty consistently bad. And then a whole bunch of teams in the middle who could not figure out consistency and like sometimes show spurts. The Heat were one of them. Their record underachieved the expectation, but those guys are a bunch of experienced vets who have seen playoff runs, who are talented. There's people on the Heat side saying uh, Tyler Hero has Kobe-ish mannerisms in his ability to show up in the clutch. Bam was a little banged up to end the season, but he's tried his best to step up and be more aggressive offensively. And I'm Nija, shout out to Gabe Vincent, who has stepped up in the midst and been whatever the team needed. I just feel like he want to work hard and play disruptive defense and be serious about doing that consistently. They're always a little scary. Like, and then I want to. I want to, yeah, I agree with everything you said. And let's just say, uh, uh, NBA champion, Kyle Lowry, regardless of how people may feel about him and his being injured and, you know, maybe he didn't live up to the expectations regular season, playoff Kyle Lowry is damn good. And, and what he brings to the table, his basketball IQ, understanding the moment, like he understands it's like live or die. Like, yes, they do have two opportunities to win one, but like they want to win one and be done with this playing tournament. So look for him to go out there and he's going to play a key role. Like they can throw multiple guys at Trey, different sizes, you know, with, with Kyle, you have to be careful on how you play offensively against him. Like he used to annoy me. He's one of my very good friends. He used to annoy me because with, with his ability, you know, I told him, always, he, he flops. He, he, he's a, he's an actor. He can sell, but he understands those moments and he understands like, when he needs to take a charge, when he needs to get his hands dirty, like whatever it may be, Kyle Lowry brings that, and he brought he has brought that obviously year in year out in Toronto, and he brings that experience regardless of however the regular season was. Like he shows up in those moments. The same the same as like what you said about Jimmy Butler. Like they it's it's not this is money time, and those guys performing that stage like they get it, and so like you know this is where you earn your this is where you earn that next deal. What time is it, Vince? Money time. It's money time. And I'm glad you brought up Kyle Lowry, too, because, you know, he's been dealing with some injury. And um, I also have to shout out, you know, like, look, this is a, you know, star player who in this season also helped coach and the team say, all right, we're going to keep Gabe Vincent in the starting position. But he's still ready to make impact however it is. Like, you know, a veteran player could be selfish, but we haven't seen that from Kyle Lowry. And he has stepped up. And actually, in the last – I just saw them recently. um, Coach pointed out that bringing Kyle Lowry and Kevin Love off the bench in those final games allowed him the opportunity to know what he was going to get coming off the bench. You got two champions. Two champions. Coming off the bench and and that being your reinforcements, that's a win. Very and they under, they'll they'll understand the moment that they're in when they check into the game. 
we need more energy. We need to be solid. We need to just sustain leads. Whatever it is, you got you have those guys who are vets who've been around and been in those moments. Like you know, so you can definitely lean on them. So that's yeah, that's a great situation. And shout out to those guys, particularly Kyle, who's been a starter his whole career. But it's not a big deal. It's about the wins and advancing more so than your pride in starting. Like yep. tuck, tuck, tuck your pride aside because the bigger picture is wins. Like you want to, at the end of the day, I say this, you want, you complain about being a starter. What about finisher? Yep. I, I want to finish the game. I want to be in the game at the end. Yeah. We all want to be in the game to starter at guard, such, such, such. But bro, when you sit on the bench and you can't get in the game, like, come on, man. Like. hundred percent. All right. Well, Vince, say it, it's money time. That's, that's money time. The last six minutes of, of a game in the playoff is money time. Money time, bag, all the things. But um, all right, let's move along to another game. Take a quick look at it before I take uh, before we play around with um, our fill in the blank segment. We're gonna and end the show with a little game. But we want to tap in with the Bulls and the Raptors. And remember what I said: there were those teams at the top all season, pretty consistently good. Teams at the bottom, consistently bad. And then that mashup of teams in the middle who just couldn't figure out consistency. Boy, if there were some teams that just really personified middle teams that couldn't figure out consistency, it was the Bulls and the Raptors because they absolutely were capable of showing flashes of success. So who has the edge in a matchup of two teams that, you know, kind of struggled with consistent identity and success and execution throughout the season? It's this. It's. I mean, you you give the advantage to the home team when you're kind of at a parallel. Um, I I, I think Pascal Siakam has been balling lately. Mm-hmm. Fred VanVleet has been playing great basketball. Scotty Barnes has, has is figuring it out and playing within himself in the offense and giving them what they need. So they have enough there to protect home. And on the flip side, you know, the Chicago Bulls <laughs> with the health. Injuries, guys, in, in in out of the lineup. Kobe White has been playing great basketball, giving yeah. them another score. Um, you know, we know what DeRozan, you know, is and what he can do. Like he's reliable. Same thing with Zach Levine. So this is this can go either way. I, I mean, I, I look at Demar going back to Toronto somewhere. He's f- familiar in these type of moments is always good. You know, it's always good for for Chicago. But at the same time. Raptors have been pretty good at home. They've been playing yeah. good lately at home. So I can't choose. I'm not sure. I, I, I think well, this is going to be a very good. <laughs> you got to pick a team. I'm going to pick the Raptors. Oh, that makes sense for you, too. I mean, come on. Just go with your <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> like, I'm going to go with the family. I'll pick the Raptors. I, I, mean, I, I, I think you know, being at home is where you, I mean, where you want to be in situations like this. Like you, 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 obviously you lean on your teammates, but like you lean on your crowd to kind of give you that extra life. Because when you're in, you're in, you're in a nine and 10 situation, you know, it's for one team, you're one and done for the other team. You have to win two games and now your next game is on the road. So you have the advantage being at home. And that's why I'm kind of leaning towards Toronto for that reason alone. They understand we at home, we have to take advantage of this because we either go to Atlanta, we either go to Miami next. And that's when, you know, we're, we don't have that advantage anymore. 
Right, right. And and I think, too, like one of the things that stands out about the Raptors, while the team is much younger these days and, mm-hmm. you know, has, has had an influx of, of, of different types of players, there's still a, a good veteran group that, you know, has made a long run, that has experienced, you know, what it takes to go all the way and um, has seen good leadership. And um, they're so long and versatile and when they're at their best you know defensively can be really disruptive and problemish and that that size through multiple positions is interesting and and I've I've really felt they're a team that you know has not reached the potential that they've had all season given the talent and and the development so all you need to do is be healthy catch that right little stick of momentum and timing in a playoff. And then all of a sudden you get that confidence and a little run. And I could see, like, like you said, and the Raptors at home, like that could be interesting for that team, but let's, let's keep it moving uh, as we move along from the Raptors and the Bulls. Um, Quick hitter. Is there a playoff matchup play in or playoff that you are really excited to see Vince? Out of, Ooh, Everything. I, 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 out of all the play, ooh, we. Um, okay, so I'll say this: I, I covered the Hawks, so I'm interested to see how they handle themselves against the Miami Heat. And I'm lost. I'm clueless with an outcome or result with OKC New Orleans Pelicans. Like I don't, I don't like. You can go with. Pelicans, Brandon Ingram's been balling, but you can go with Shea Gilders Alexander, who's been off the charts all year. And it's like, who can will themselves for one win to survive? So, I'm, I mean, I th- those are interesting. They're not like – because I think the Lakers are going to handle their business, so I'm not going to pick that one. Chicago, Toronto's going to be very interesting as well. So, like, I, I still think Toronto's going to win. I, so, I'm just – I think the, I'm going to go with the Miami Heat and Atlanta Hawks playing. Yeah. And then from there, we'll see. I think for me, for the plan, um, I am excited about the OKC um, and Pelicans game, and mostly just for storylines. I mean, you know, either way, o- OKC is a team that you know this is very much ahead of the schedule that people expected for them, especially with Chet going down with injury, and I'm not sure people. 100% saw the all-star that Shea Gilgis Alexander was going to be at this point. Um, and just how dominant he's really, he's one of the league's Man. top scorers. You're talking like top, top, yeah. like talking about consistently putting the buckets up, consistently making habit in the paint. Um, they got a, they look like a team that in the future um, is really going to be like a given in playoffs. And then um, I just want to shout out Willie green for. The- <laughs> yes, sir. That's my guy. Every season. I can't imagine what it's like to have a player as talented as Zion Williamson. And this is not a flop. Don't ever talk about Zion that way. Like it's so unfortunate what's going on with the injuries and with the body of, of Zion, because when he has stepped on the court, it's been historic. Like it's been lightning in a bottle, exciting. He's absolutely delivered every time he stepped on. So, and, and every, it's not like we, you come into a season and you just, we, they say, oh, Zion's out for the year. No, there's these feelings like he's going to be there. People were calling the Pelicans a, a favorite to win the championship at the top of the season. Uh, and now he's in and out. They have injuries to other players. And Willie still gets this team. Coach Coach Green keeps getting this team 
you know, somehow, some way, next man up mentality into a place that's competitive. So I just want to shout out Willie Green. Um, you know, and you mentioned him as your guy as well, because everybody's dealing with injury, but there's something really unprecedented or something really that stands out about just how it's going down in, in New Orleans. I'm not sure if it's anyone's fault. It's just really unfortunate. It just kind of is what it is. Yeah. I, 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 I like what you're saying. And I, I mean, I hear you say everything you say, and I'm like, I, I agree. And, and we can sit here and say, man, if he just, you know, if Zion suggests, and, and I'm sure they've, they've tried everything, you know, I, I just, I personally think, you know, he should continue to focus on keeping his weight down and that I think that would help him with injury because of, I mean, he's a dynamic leaper scorer, you know, I mean, you know, but when he gets above the rim, when you're playing with injury you know, coming back from injury, like you did that kept you out a long time, you kind of have to keep the weight down because it's just the pounding, the pounding, the uh, compensating on the other that that's what brings other injuries. And I'm speaking from experience, uh-huh. you know, so that's why I feel comfortable saying that and not that maybe they, they, he, the organization have tried it. Nope. There was time that we've seen, I've seen Zion on the bench. I was like, okay, my man's getting, getting, you know, a little bigger. Just need yeah. to, you know, I think that needs to be the focus. It's nothing about his game. It's yeah. nothing about his game, but it just, I think that has to be the way he puts the work in, in, in into his game kind of has to be the way he does that to kind of keep him on the floor. Because when he's on the floor, like you said, he's lightning in a bottle, in a bottle. He's showtime. He's, showtime. he's a guy like he's must see, and you love to see him when he's on a fast breaking transition by himself because he's gonna give you something. something. But now, to, to for us to see more of that, he just kind of take he has to take care of that aspect of it. And he'll yeah, be it, it, he has a very unique basketball body, um, and so uh, we'll keep eyes on that, and certainly hope that things turn better for Zion and and himself as a human being. I know this. Yeah, man, because we got to get him on the floor. Yeah, and also for, you know, forget about you know, teams. Also for hoop fans, I don't care what team you root for. Like, you want to see somebody like that have an opportunity. Yeah, man. All right, let's end the show with a game. We're going to play fill in the blank. For those of oh. you watching, uh, you can fill in the blank with us, too. Um, Vince, I'm going to give you the sentence, and you fill in the blank. I'll hey, do you got to answer it, too, after me, though. I'm going to do it, too. I'll leave do it, too. Oh, don't be leaving me out here by myself. No, no, I'm going to play. I'm going to play. <laughs> We're not just going to leave you on an island. All right? So, blank is the team I would least like to face in the playoffs. Blank is the team that I would least like to face in the playoffs. And we said the hear. word playoffs, so it could be play-in or playoffs. I can hear everybody right now. Phoenix, 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 Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> okay. One of the teams. I like I'm a AC. I'm like, bro, like, yes, we're in, but who we at? Oh no. Like you know, as much as we talk, and I think Phoenix is uh, I think the Phoenix Suns are a tough out and a very good and can go far. Some people may say the Lakers. You know, we heard Kendrick Perkins say he thinks the Lakers are gonna make it out, but I just think, you know, the Phoenix I'm sorry, the Milwaukee Bucks. The way they've been playing and the way they were playing, dominating teams without Giannis, like without this guy, Giannis is out. Okay, cool. Middleton, he's trying to get get, get going. Cool. Oh, guess who? Guess what? This guy we don't talk about a lot. We only talk about on Bobby Portis, 22-point double-double. 
so Drew fifty. Like, come on, bro. Like, like it's just, it's just, you know. And, and I was asked a question. And I had it, when I was asked on the spot. I was on. I don't, I don't remember what show, but it's like Drew Holiday is one of the best two way players. I was like, yeah, man. There's a few out there. No, Drew Holiday might be one of the best two way players out there, if not the best. I mean, because we always talk about his defense, but not his offense like that. And he's trending upward offensively. Like he's gotten better. Like he could score. Like <laughs> he could always score. Don't get me wrong, but like my man is getting it done. Like we say they have a big three, but now like he's uh, like, man, that dude, he's balling, man. He's balling. Like you got a point guard that could lock up and give you 50. They have so much depth. I actually, that's an excellent point about like Giannis not there, no problem for the Bucks. All Still these guys, killing. Brooke Lopez. We can't even talk about Brooke. Like he might be, he's up for yeah, up for defensive player of the year. You got like, uh, grown adults coming off the bench, veteran players, experienced, long run and playoff type players coming. Jay off the Crowder. Bench. Now you, you add him late, another addition, a guy who understands the moment. Like can it's knock crazy. down a three, two way player. Like they have two way players. It's like crazy. regardless of you know, like so coming off that, the yeah. bench. Like you have so many teams that are like, man, after our starting five, we're not sure exactly what we're gonna get. Or we got young guys who uh, the veterans are trying to show them. No, the Bucks have grown adults coming off the bench and or who know any, what it is. Anyone. And one thing Drew said is we're all about the same age. We have no egos. There's no drama in our locker room, and we want all the same thing. That's what he told me recently. So I'm That's with you. Here. That was it. We got. We are not playing this game well. We got to do quick hitters. <laughs> My bad. I, I mean, and I just wanted to give them a shout out because, like, you know, I, I picked the Boston Celtics to come out of the East at the beginning of the season and to be the team, and they showed it for a long time. And we didn't talk about the go um go to state. Sorry, we didn't talk about the Bucks, and they were just coasting, coasting right there all year long. Then all of a sudden, oh, it's our time now. Here we well, are. Guess what? Guess what? I'm a, I've been asking. I've been asking for the receipts on a few shows. Top of the season at the time when you know, look, the Celtics are a very good team and deserve the respect that they were getting. Mm-hmm. And when when the Pelicans were a very fashionable pick at the top of the season, I came in with a very boring thought at the top of the season that didn't seem to have as much momentum at the time. The Bucks are the Bucks are the Bucks yeah. are the Bucks. Like because we got bored with it. Like okay, cool, the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, is great. I said at the top of the season, my pick is the Bucks, and had all the reasons we're giving now, but it wasn't as flashy. And I think that also goes into that conversation that Drew Holiday pointed out about Giannis's MVP candidacy. He absolutely is deserving to be a, you know, one, two, three candidate. But what he said is, you know, people get bored of the excellence. They have voter fatigue on him, things like that. So I do think there's an aspect of that to the Bucks. But if if I were a team, I'd rather I'd I'd love you to be bored with my excellence. (laughs) I love it. Great. Let me come. We'll be here like we were with the San Antonio Spurs for many years. Like, oh, my gosh, they're boring. But guess where they're going to be in the Western Conference final consistently. And you got to go through them regardless. Period. All right. So I'll give a quick answer to this. The first one blank is the team I would least like to face in the playoffs. I filled that in with Warriors with an in rhythm Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins. Um, Warriors, you know, have been inconsistent on the road. Um, They've had a number of players improve within the season because they've been thrust into different opportunities with Andrew Wiggins out. Um, Steph is great. Obviously, superstar Draymond Green, I think, mentally and defensively is going to help win critical moments in games. But 
I came into the season feeling like it might have been Andrew Wiggins' breakout. I really thought that after that that playoff run to the championship, I was like, dang, Andrew really found the right fit in the right home. Here we go. What's that next step? And then whether it was a COVID illness or an injury or now family issues that kept him out for extended period, we just didn't get to see him consistently. So now well, he knows how to win in the playoffs. So now with him coming back and the reports are they're expecting him for game one of the playoffs. Now it might not be in game one that he looks amazing or that the Warriors no. all together, but that X factor that makes the Warriors a team I'd least like to play in the playoffs. All right, let's move on to the next one. Boom, boom, boom. Blank is the most pivotal player to his team's success. Blank is the oh most pivotal gosh. player to his team's success. If you want, I can go first. Okay, go ahead. Uh, just for diversity of teams and answers, I'm going to throw in Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers. Because, you know... Kawhi can change the game on both sides. Um, there have been spurts this season when when I really was like, oh, yeah, that's right, the Clippers. It's when I'm reminded Kawhi is still that guy. When he's able to, you know, go all out, um, control the game, especially with recent injuries, and we're not exactly sure, you know, Paul George, this and that. Like, he's somebody who has won a chip, knows what it takes, understands money time and winning time, and can carry a team. I've seen it. He can carry a team. And I think um, if Kawhi don't sh- – and most pivotal player to his team's success, if Kawhi don't show up, then, like, he's – Clippers don't have a chance. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Go ahead. Ready? Anthony Davis. Why? Period. Think about this. So in the beginning of the year, everybody called for Anthony Davis to take over the team, to be the go-to guy, to demand that he needs uh, – we wanted him to demand that he needs touches. We all said we needed him to get touches. When he started to get touches, look at what the Lakers became. When Even when they were not very good, he stepped up. He played when he was healthy. A healthy Anthony Davis. I think he's so pivotal to the Lakers' success – you, know, you have LeBron, you have him doing everything. He can do a lot of things. But they have taken off because of Anthony Davis asserting himself as go-to number one, not right. really stepping back to LeBron. So I, I think AD is that guy. All right, we are literally getting the rap cue, so we got to move fast yeah, on the blank, blank ones. All right, That's you get hard. To like, you, you got to explain. It's hard. I know. We energetic. All right, you get to say a team's name and one sentence to support it. After the first okay. sentence, er, all right. So blank is a sleeper team to keep your eye on. You start or me start? Whoever's ready. Uh, ready. Blank is a sleeper Blank team. is a sleeper team to keep your eye on. They're in the play-in, so I get to call them a sleeper. I'm going to go ahead and say it's the Heat because their record does not show really how talented they are. They got veterans and experience on that squad that can surprise some teams. So I'm going with the Heat. How about you? I'm going to go with Golden State. And, and the reason I say Golden State is because of what we think of Right now, their record. Anything can happen when they turn it on. Can they turn it on? Will they turn it on? What is my concern for a sleeper is their success or lack of success on the road. But they're okay. the sleeper team now that Andrew Wiggins is back. Boom. All right, next one. I'll go first since I have the chance to see these before you do. So blank is on upset alert. Which team is on upset alert? I'm going to go <laughs> with, I know they're probably tired of hearing analysts. They can't I wait. Know it. I know what you're about to say. It's 
everybody's saying the Kings because everybody's saying, I don't know if that's who you was thinking about, but they looking at the Kings Warriors matchup and thinking those are the defending champs that are adding bodies. There's a familiarity with Mike Brown. It's a bus ride to and from home and experience may way out. So I think, I know the Kings are going to be, are just so annoyed with all the analysts, but piling on, but that might be the first upset. How about you? I think Denver. Ooh, people, y'all be hating on Denver. But that's, but that's another one. That's the day that's going to upset alert. But I just feel like we talked about the bottom half and they're, they're very good. They haven't had success in the, in the postseason. I know coach Mike Malone. I love you, bro. Like he's, he's one of my guys. I just, you know, we want to see it. I just think that's the team, you know, Okay. for the Kings. Let's go Kings. I think I, I think play well. I think the Nuggets are one of the teams with the most pressure. Um yes. because yes. it's time. Everybody's healthy. Y'all don't got MVPs, all this stuff. The the understanding of oh, you weren't all together. Now it's time to show what you can do in the playoffs. All right. The next Kings War is gonna be a good series. Which one? Kings War is gonna be a good series. I'm okay, okay, okay. Last two, no explanations. Just say the Ooh. teams and the names. Just say the teams and the names. Blank versus blank. We'll meet in the NBA Finals this postseason. I'll go first. Bucks and the Suns or the Clippers. Bucks and Suns. I'm with you. Bucks Suns or Clippers. Say Bucks versus Suns. Ooh, that'd be a good matchup. Okay, okay, okay. Moving on, moving on. Last one. Just I say nothing. Just words. All right. Blank will win the NBA championship, and Blank will be the NBA Finals. MVP. I'll go first. I don't. Go ahead. Bucks and Giannis. I knew you said and Giannis. <laughs> Bucks and Giannis. All right, what you got? What you got? What you got? <laughs> Yo, I love this. I love I wish, this. I wish I saw these. I could see these questions before. Like, Yo, skip that one. Oh my gosh. You can't skip. This is the last question. Ah. <sighs> Who's your champion and who's your MVP? Bucks and Giannis. Uh, Bucks and Giannis. Bucks and Giannis. Bucks and Giannis. If you if you agree or disagree, let us know in the comment section. But Vince, that was very yeah, fun. Very fun. Here but, we go. Hey, but if the Phoenix Suns wins, Kevin Durant's gonna get it. Okay, I'm done. I said it. And you know what's Bucks funny? Bucks and Giannis. No. Okay, you said Bucks and Giannis though. All right, because you yeah. can't just pick everything. Like, nah, you can't yeah, you're right. All right, cool. Vince, this was fun. Playoffs are here. Yes. Party people, we appreciate it once again. You know, like like Ross said, fill in the blanks yourself. Leave your comments. We'd love to hear it because everybody has their own opinion. Everybody is welcome to their own opinion. But you know what? The VC show is out of here. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) 